Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. I'm ready. Yeah, you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do this. I love how I say I'm ready <laughs> after you press record. <laughs> we're ready. Well, that's on par. And we're happy you're back. Yes. Welcome back, Zen friends. If you are new here, yay, welcome. We're so glad you're here. We have a seat for you in the closet. And if you are a longtime listener, welcome back. Why not? Because now we have this little social catch up. Yes. Well, so yeah. if you're tuning in for the social catch-ups, thanks. Mm-hmm. But we, we also have a different area of our show that we interview guests and we have hot topics and other things that we're addressing. So I hope you tune into those. So keep scrolling. If you're just dropping in for one, hope you drop in for others. We've got a lot to say. Yeah. So lots, you know, we're chatty broads. We are chatty broads today. <laughs> chatty. <laughs> lots to get to today. We do. We have a big social catch-up today, but oh. I do want to start with a a disclaimer that we are going to be talking about some things that might be a trigger for some people. We're going to be talking about um, physical, emotional, and um, just physical and emotional abuse. And we'll, we'll get into it in a minute, but uh, just a quick disclaimer that if that is something that triggers you, just heads up. That's something we're talking about. Um, just I just want you guys to know. I will say, uh, adding on to that, Attacking these topics triggered me, and I'm not even probably considered a real big survivor in this. I mean, I haven't encountered some of this, but it triggered me heavily. So even talking about it with Shannon today is, is triggering me. So I heavily suggest if you feel like you will be, um, just take a pause. Just, yeah, yeah. create and, some space yes, for yes. that today. But it's a great story. Okay, yeah. so if you caught caught up the last week last yes last week we were, were in the catch-up <laughs> <laughs> big 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 revolution or just a big upheaval in the bachelor nation world so as of monday night before the most current episode was released matt mm-hmm. james the current bachelor released a statement he's been kind of quiet hey it's his right i i'm not shaming that I, but he has just been very silent yes and he, if you're not sure about what we're talking about we have a social catch-up um, called Bachelor Update, I believe it's yeah. called. Uh, should we cancel Chris Harrison? Yes, but it's a it social catch-up. It's yes, the, so that if a you need a precursor, tune into that first, and then it's a good one. Follow up here. Okay, so here's Matt James' statement. The past few weeks have been some of the most challenging in my life, and while there have been several episodes left of this season, it's important that I take time to address the troubling information that has come to light since we wrapped filming including the incredible disappointing photos from Rachel Kirkinell, I picture that name, and the interview between <laughs> Rachel Lindsay and Chris Harrison. The reality is that I am learning in these about these situations in real time. And it has been devastating and heartbreaking to put it bluntly. Chris's failure to receive and understand the emotional labor that my friend Rachel Lindsay was taking was taking on by graciously and patiently explaining the racist history of the antebellum South a painful history that every American should understand intimately was troubling and painful to watch as black people and allies immediately knew and understood. And it was clear reflection of how much a larger issue that the bachelor franchise has fallen short of addressing inadequately adequately for years. So he goes on, but hats off to him. Yes, absolutely. because normally it's kind of a cut and paste kind of statement, right? He is coming out and saying, I'm not okay. Yeah. Like, this is not okay. I agree. So. Do you think he will finish out the season? Do you think he is going to let this be his legacy with The Bachelor? Or do you think he's going to see it through? Um, Because they've already filmed the show, right? Well, there's like three. So there's the Women Tell All next week. Okay. And which Chris Harrison is a part of because it was already filmed. Okay. And that's like when they the girls and they come and air their grievances and... You know, it's a lot of this, a lot okay. of squawking. Great episode, though. One of my favorites. <laughs> a lot of drama. Um, and then after that, there will probably be his hometown where they meet his parents or his family. And then the finals, the final rows where he basically picks one person. Okay. Now, whether they get engaged and who he picks, it's kind of up in the air. I think it is Rachel. Just judging by how much they protected her, 
But who knows? I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't like spoilers. I don't search them out. But it's just my interpretation of it. Now, you don't like spoilers? I do, but I don't search them out on my phone. Oh, okay. Like, I don't, I like to be surprised in the moment. This from a girl who will try to peg the end of the movie. <laughs> I know, my like, I see it. From the opening credits. But I want to be right. And yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Now, there's always the after the final rose. Oh, okay. Show. Okay. And that host has yet to be disclosed. So will it be Rachel Lindsay? Will it be someone? I don't know who it's going to be yet, but yeah. it's supposed to be, according to Bachelor Nation, it's supposed to be recorded this week. Oh, really? So okay. I don't know who's there. I don't know what's addressed. Yeah. I don't know anything, but I, I will keep you guys up to date because I'm heavy in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know that there was one Bachelorette scheduled to be the next one and she got pulled back out. So I don't know if things came to light about her. I don't oh. know what happened. Her okay. name was Katie. She was on this season. She was gr- really cool. I support. I mean, I, I was, I was fan. like high fiving Katie, but maybe okay. that got pulled back. So we'll see. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think this is the end of Chris Harrison's Bachelor ride? I think publicly, yes. I would be surprised. I think, I think it will be for, for at least a while. Until it dies down. I mean, this is not going anywhere. Oh, no. This isn't a... You can... They've pulled the wool or the covers back and then <laughs> unveiled some very, very disturbing yeah. behavior. And just all around from the show. I mean, it's just... It's really disappointing. I mean, I, I, it is. I say that, but I'm... I don't... I mean, I'm sure there are other shows out there that are, you know, in that same realm. We just don't have that information. I'm not... But when you're... But you know, not to this level. that. With you have this many seasons, it has this far reach, mm-hmm. and then it has this many viewers. I mean, like I'm saying, reach within the people, like the social media, but also the you know viewers tune in. I mean, this is this is huge. Yeah. So uh, I'm proud of Matt James. I hope he. Yeah. Uh, I think that if I were him, I would want to redo because I felt like he didn't get a good. He just vet the women better. Have some more better representation like of what I want I don't know like or maybe can I have a redo because mm-hmm. I think it's judging by what he's saying it's like my experience has been not the what I thought it would be I'm curious if if this if Rachel Kay's uh, racist moments had not come to light would he still think this like I mean because nothing would have changed if, if that had not come out to light he was still going about the show as if everything was fine. Did he have a problem with the show prior to this stuff coming out? And now he's like, I can finally say what I really feel. Or was it this stuff? And he's like, no, this is really fucked up. Like, I'm just, I, I don't no, know that, I but don't, I'm just no, curious. You know, this is the only thing he said. He mm-hmm. said at the, the the end of his statement, you will hear more from me in the end. Oh, good. Okay. So I think that he will say like yeah. what he really feels, what he thinks that the change needs to be, mm-hmm. um, how he wants to proceed moving forward yeah um i don't see now if it were me i'd want to redo Mm -hmm. but i don't see him i think he's like "Ah, i'm good i'm I'm single i'm really i'm really hot like i i got a big business in front of me um not only is he just heavy in like real estate development but also he's doing these hydroponic gardens where he is teaching inner city communities how to grow their own hydroponic gardens to get fresh food which i'm like that is amazing yes. so i mean he's really giving okay, back to the Matt community James, i might yeah be a little bit more in your corner now oh yeah yeah okay. and that's why like he does work with you know not necessarily children but he does work within the community that he really does want to support so okay high five matt good stuff um i mean there there have been several cast members in previous seasons who have sued the bachelor because of racist um, innuendos and they're like feeling like they Sexism. were being um, mm-hmm. yep marginalized because of their race and I'm like hey this is let's go yeah bring it out let's go speaking of let's go bring it out bring it up we got so many topics we do have so many topics we're gonna pivot as you like to say pivot, pivot, pivot. into this next little topic which has a special place in my heart. I really do love it oh. for for what it's doing. Um, so many, so many issues yeah. here. <laughs> so there's a a New York based meme maker Instagram account called Quentin 
Quarantino, who was made famous for his memes calling out the hypocrisy of pro-lifers and anti-maskers. And during quarantine, he would post a meme every 30 minutes for what he said would be the, the 14 days that they were in lockdown. Now, obviously... It grew to way more than that because lockdown happened for a lot longer than 14 days. Right. Um, but the this account just kept growing and growing and growing. And, um, you know, as it grew, like his memes became a little bit more politically charged and they were, you know, really gaining a lot of momentum. And most of them were in particular distaste of Rush Limbaugh and the mistreatment of Planned Parenthood. So we're going to fast forward a little bit and... Just this past week, Rush Limbaugh has passed away. And in true Quarantino fashion, he puts out a meme because um, he, he donates $100 to Planned Parenthood. And his hope was that he raises $10,000 for Planned Parenthood. But in the memo, it says, in memory of Rush Limbaugh. Kind mm-hmm. of a, one kind of a less, dig. Kind of a dig. But he's like, hey, let's just see if this, you know, this has any legs to it. And he, he his goal was to raise $10,000 for the organization. Well, it grew. It did. And it grew. And it keeps growing. And as of today, it's up to $1.1 million. $1.2 million. <laughs> for, that he has raised um, for Planned Parenthood. It just goes to show you that... All your dreams can come true yeah, exactly. through one meme. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, so we're, we're not going to like dive too much in the rush. We we yeah. talked about it off air. We're like, you know, we he's, don't wanna... he's, he's kind of had his time on the airwaves. He doesn't really deserve any more time uh, yeah. from what, in our opinion. Right. But if you want to deep dive on the history of rush or things I'll, he said. Yeah. I'll leave it with the uh, the words of my beloved father-in-law. Ed Kessler thought that Rush Limbaugh was a pimple on the ass of society. <laughs> well, you know, I agree with his his statement. So, uh, but he was a harsh. He did not support Planned Parenthood in any no. way. Big critic. Big mm-hmm. critic. Um, mm-hmm. That is not something that we believe in this closet. No. So no, we're, no, no. we're we're heavy supporters uh, with Planned Parenthood for many reasons. Right. I'm gonna go through a couple you of those. Go right ahead, Miss Brittany. I'm because right here I think for this you. is important. I agree. Because yes, our reach is beyond our state but we live in a very Mm -hmm. red state so i just want to drop some little facts for you all right so the abortion services while they are supported in planned parenthood it goes beyond that birth control emergency contraception which is the morning after pill overall general health health screenings hiv services men's health as well Mm -hmm. sex sex education Mm -hmm. pregnancy test st std testing and ultrasounds if available in that area. Yes. Current states that are not supporting Planned Parenthood or that do not support the abortion part. Now, I don't, I'm not privy, didn't have on the websites if the states didn't allow abortions, which are banned, um, if they still had Planned Parenthood open. Okay. You know, I, I, that's... You're not sure. I'm yeah. not sure about okay. that. Got it. So, but currently, uh, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas... Oh, it's like a song. <laughs> Michigan, Mississippi, New Mexico, and Oklahoma are are non-abortion supporting, and they um, do not have active plan- Planned Parenthoods open okay. at this moment. So, I yeah. don't know. Maybe down the road. Mm-hmm. Well, so. and maybe the $1.2 million can help fund a Planned Parenthood in some of these states that, that need it. And, and I think South Carolina just voted last week, so that has to be added to this list. Yeah, because they, they have they a, banned, um, um, yeah, they did. And and that is actually the state that Tommy Marcus, who is Quentin Quarantino, that's where he's from, which is why oh. this rings so true for him, because he's like, no, I mean, mm-hmm. because this does extend past abortion. And again, we it understand, does. like, if you don't believe in that and you don't pivot there, or if that's not where you land. I get that. I understand, you know, everybody has right. the right to, to mm-hmm. feel that way. We kind of come at it from more of a, they are helping a lot of people with their their health and their well-being. I mean, you know, you're getting, some of these people are getting cervical checks and finding out that they have cervical cancer. Had Mm -hmm. they not been, had access to Planned Parenthood, this could have gone in a very different direction for them. So it's, there's a lot of preventative measures that actually happen, but it's also a lot more educational than just pregnancy prevention or termination. So there's just an overarching 
wellness factor to these Planned Parenthoods that everyone does deserve access to healthcare and not everybody has access to healthcare. So this is something right. that, you know, Planned Parenthood does allow for, you know, healthcare access in neighborhoods that really need them. That you wouldn't really have access exactly. to. Like you can't either afford it or, mm-hmm. which we talk about a lot off air, is that usually when you go to the doctor's offices, you know, you're not in a person that looks like you. Maybe you're a person of color. Maybe you're black. I don't know. But you don't feel like you're supported or you see yourself and you have those relationships that you can build upon. Usually in these Planned Parenthood places, they do those. You see someone that might have experienced something like you. Mm-hmm. Um, being someone who's had to go to Planned Parenthood for various things. Like I, That is the number one reason why I support it. I, You know, if you don't have access to birth control, if you do need an STD test, like mm-hmm. this... This is crucial. Yeah. So big ups. Yeah. Big ups. I'm very, I'm very, that's a, that is a way to go out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we, thanks Rush, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, what a way to turn it. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I I think it's great. I applaud Quentin for, Quentin, that's not even his name. I I applaud Tommy Marcus for what he's done with this. And he's made a lot of um, big waves, big, big waves in this. Big thumbs up. Yeah. So big thumbs down, big thumbs down (laughs) for the senator from Texas, Mr. Ted Cruz. Um, He left his frozen state of Texas, uh, left behind millions of people without power, millions of people without water, millions of people without food. Mm -hmm. And he hopped on a plane and he and his family escaped to warm, sunny Cancun, Mexico. Your entire state is under a winter weather advisory. Every single county in the state of Texas had snow. Mm -hmm. They were under a state of emergency. And what was your first thought, my friend? I'm sorry, you're not my friend. You said, I'm going to dip out. Fellow citizen. Right. That's true. You are a fellow citizen. You dipped out. So. Okay. We do have some fantastic leaders in this country who are like fuck that that's not cool we need to help texas because texas is in a state of emergency mm-hmm. so alexandria it is a part of this union it is a part of the union even though they don't have their own they have their own grid which is a whole different layer of fucked up but okay we saw how well that worked out for you i hope we get that fixed i think that i they hope are. we do um they now see. Yeah. <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a representative of New York, and she used her social media platform to help raise $4 million, docs, docs $4 million <laughs> for Texas relief, um, providing Texans with food relief, homelessness relief, and elder care. Okay. Um, way to go. Way to go. Way I to mean, go. You're not even from there. You're not from there. You're from your fellow York, citizens. You're, you're like, this is wrong. There should be people help. Your elected state officials should be here helping you. Now, I will say Ted Cruz did circle back. He he did come back to um, to Texas and he was he's been shown handing out waters to people doing his civic duty what it would have you i'm kind of on this um too little too late there pal because had you not been called out for it yo you'd be slathered in sunscreen right now in mexico so i don't believe for i i have a hard time believing that that is like an honest like i really did feel bad about that did okay you? but there's something i want to address here oh, please he, when he's okay actually let's do things okay when you schedule the plane flight okay you schedule the flight you're on a commercial flight. You're a very well-known senator. Right. Not just, you know, I can recognize you. If I can recognize you, I think you're well-known because I don't know yeah. all the senators in this. It's like you and Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And if you, if I would recognize you, you better believe 15 million other people would. Yeah. That's one. <laughs> so you didn't have a team like zooming in on the optics saying right. like, hey, you know what? This is probably not a good idea for you to get on a commercial flight. Two. Mm-hmm. When you say on social media or in the press my daughters were cold and they wanted to go to cancun Mm -hmm. did you really want to say that he did that's the thing like like you didn't just shows you his amount of immense privilege and like lack of ability to see things that it's like dude i want to fly and drop them off okay you have a team okay you're a very wife number one is 
I don't know if you heard this or not, but she uh, there's like a, a text thread because they invited several of their family friends to come with them. Oh. Two people on the text thread leaked it and was like, dude, your state is under emergency. Right. Why are you going to Mexico? Right. Two different people on the text thread. Bad. They're like, hey, we're getting on a plane. You guys want to come? If you're dropping someone off, I just want to put this up. If you're dropping them off in Cancun, okay, maybe you are maybe you just want to make sure they get down there. Okay, okay. I'm, I think it's still wrong, but still. You go down on a Thursday. You don't come back until Saturday. Bitch, you didn't have a he plane He flight. wasn't you, planning on you just were not coming. flying down and dropping them off. You think we're so dumb. Like, that's right. what that, I mean, again, that statement was bullshit. Yeah. The reason was bullshit. Right. We see it. Bye. See you later. Again, it but someone else turns shit into gold. Right. Because, you know, <laughs> it's just you don't leave at that, at that time. This is unprecedented. Like, it's it's never happened never before, happened right. before. Um, and you're and then the thing like your first thought was something that never happened before in your state your first thought idea. was to leave like that's your first thought is I'm gonna get the fuck out and what he's a big he's a he always says like his like bumper sticker it's the greatest state and the greatest country he always says that like it's on everything and I'm like yeah, well you want to leave when they're in peril right and you're supposed to be the guy supporting it I don't care. This is not left or right issue. This is like you fucked up and you're, I, you won't recover from this. Right. This is basically when um and it, George Bush did the flyby after over Katrina. Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And everybody gave him shit for it. Like, yeah. how dare you? This is the same thing. You can't. Right. When people are struggling and your country is basically saying like, dude, dude you got to help them. Right. Help them. I, I, I get that you're a parent and you want to keep your kids safe. But do you also get <laughs> a margarita? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Do, do you also get how it's just completely out of touch to be like, yeah, I'm going to leave on my plane and go to way to the Four Seasons in Mexico. But I know that you guys are really cold. You don't have water or power. Um, I'll see what I can do. Or homes are being destroyed and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Wow. Please, Texas, remember this when it's your time to vote to get this fucker out of here. Um, two things. Yes. So uh, uh, Obama. No. Uh, Biden has since sent relief packages to the state of Texas. They're, um, he's sending packages, like not only relief packages, but financial packages to help rebuild homes, get power back on, redo the grid. Great. He's trying to make big moves to redo that. I don't know if that'll happen, but, yeah. you know, I, I think this... Because this, our climate is going to be going yeah. like this for a while, I think that you need to consider it, Texas. This wasn't the first time that the grid has gone out. And this isn't the first time that they've been told that this isn't the last time this is going to happen. <laughs> like they're trying to convince that we don't need to be like mm. we need more natural energy, like windmill power. Um, and they're like, no, we're going to just keep relying on these fossil fuels here. They've been doing us real good. OK, well, you OK. Well, when you're ready, <laughs> the rest of the country would really like to help. Like, yeah, I think this is a big wake up call. But high five to all the people giving relief. Yes, and, and thank um, you. And I if you guys have personally donated, thank you for that because that's, I mean, that's that's how we help. Yeah, that's how we help. Big reach. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This next topic. Kendall Jenner has released a new tequila called Eight One Eight Tequila. And she is getting a lot of backlash for launching this company. Mm. Um, The internet is not very happy with her at the moment. But she joins the ranks of people like George Clooney, The Rock, Diddy, Justin Timberlake, Nick Jonas, and Guy Fieri, just to name a few people who currently own and have started tequila companies. (laughs) Now, Kendall is under fire because the internet is angry that she's just another example of cultural appropriation. If you don't know what that means, that's when another country's culture is used to make money without giving back to the people in which you're profiting from, which I totally, I get that. Mm-hmm. I 100% get that. What I have a problem with is that was anybody else making these statements when George Clooney launched his company or when The Rock launched his tequila company? Has anybody been questioning, you know, Nick Jonas? About his tequila. I think Zac Efron is having one too. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I feel (laughs) like that's what you do. It's, you know, sure thing. But like, she's getting thrown to the fire here. And it's Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Hold up. 
are you are you just pissed because she's she's doing because she's a Kardashian? You know, well, I guess she's not. She's a Jenner, but like she's in that family. Are you pissed because it's actually something that's offensive to you? Because nobody was making these claims about these men who were in this industry, mm-hmm. and yet she's the one who's pretty much taking it on the sword here and being like, ah, okay. Well, I mean, I this is this is a good point. Like, is it the Kardashian factor? Because with the amount of fans they do have, they have just as many like people yeah. that are not fans. So there's going to be a lot of squawking anything they put out. Right. But this is the first time that one of the women in the family have gone non-lifestyle. And I don't even know if the men in the family have gone non-lifestyle because I know that Rob had the sock thing for a mm-hmm. while. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really don't know. Uh, but You mean non-lifestyle as in like, like uh, cosmetic or cosmetic clothes? Okay. Or clothes, yeah. Because all of them do. You know, Chloe has Good American. Mm-hmm. Kim has Skim. Um, Courtney has the the, line, the kid line. Poosh. Yeah, Poosh. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so it's this is the first time we're stepping out and it's not cosmetic or beauty yeah or clothing is it that it's like oh stay in your lane right or is it because she's female i mean there's there's a lot of questions there's just a lot of questions which had us kind of thinking it's like okay well i don't know that i have ever heard of any other company tequila company giving back to the community so no reports that i have read Mm mm-hmm um, that have addressed this Kendall Jenner have offered any kind of information. So after I did a little bit of digging, mm-hmm. I did see that when George Clooney got bought out okay. of his company. Yes, let's talk about that real quick. In 2013, he starts the company. What's it called? Casamigos? Casamigos. Yes, tequila. Sells it in 2017 for one point. Two, two or three. $1.3 billion. Yeah. Okay, and mm-hmm. then he takes home... Over $270 million from that payout. Because he started mm-hmm. this, I think, with two other people. So, home, homeboy got paid. Like homeboy he, got he paid. Got, he got a big old paycheck, and he's good. But with that, Brittany, what did you find that, uh, so, that Clooney did? It, it, this ha- the report says that he has d- uh, donated some of his tequila earnings to fight hatred, hatred and help refugees within um, American borders. Now, this was released, uh, he's done so since 2017, and he plans to do over $21 million to the to these efforts. Okay. That's now, something. has, he, has yeah. he followed through? I don't know. I mean, right. this is, but that's that was his plan. And he he does, and I'm not a big Clooney fan, but he does mm-hmm. give back to many communities. He gives yeah. back to our community, so, I, mm-hmm. you know, and like, I'm not going to not support that, but, like, but across the board, right? Are we assuming that that because she's a Kardashian, is she not giving back? Maybe she is, right? Maybe we she is. Know. We don't know because we just we haven't been able to find the trail that would lead us to that. The and again, I I'm a a big proponent of you give back any way you can, whether it's your time, your resources, mm-hmm. whatever allows you to give back. Great, that's just mm-hmm. the rent that you pay, you know, for your staying here on Earth. Like I get that. The I don't even think you have to be public about no. giving back. I don't, I mean, some people that's, they love to, you know, to make sure that their foundation is known. And like, I, I do all these great things. I don't have a problem with that either. I think is if you're doing good for other people, keep doing your good for other people. I, I think that that's fine. I, I don't necessarily think that you have to just parade it of like, I think people can quietly give and that be just as effective as publicly giving. Mm. I, you know, I'm not judging how you decide to give back. I just think it's interesting that with cultural appropriation in the terms of tequila, this is, it's never really been brought to light before. Mm -hmm. If it has, it hasn't been as mainstream as it is right now with a female owned tequila company, which I find very interesting. I do find that very interesting, but also there have been accusations to the Kardashians for other cultural appropriation things in the past. Yes. Wearing certain hairstyles, certain things, saying certain things. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying that this has not been like maybe a theme. Maybe there's heightened yeah. awareness around mm-hmm. this. Um, but I still don't think it's right just because she's a female. So, yes. you know, hold everyone yeah. accountable. That's our point. Is, and, I, I, mm-hmm. and, you know, we talked about this a little bit off air, but in our culture today, which I, honestly I'm kind of appreciative of, it's the accountability culture. I'm yeah. not going to call it woke police anymore because I, mm-hmm. I think that's a stigma, but it's accountability. And I think that you can say that with your wallet. And with saying that with your wallet, I think that it would be of a positive note for companies of this magnitude, like Casamigos or like 818, to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. 
and you then you choose if you want to support it now yeah it's up to you if you want to say it but i think it would be financially beneficial and then also pay back to that community sure i mean i i don't ever think that like throwing money at a situation is going to fix anything no. by by any means but it's like if you're going to be using the land and the resources how are you, are you sustainably Oh yeah. Doing this? Are you helping the community? Are you building schools in the community? There, there's a number of ways that you could go back with helping your community. Just, you know, we would like to know. We would like to know. We would like to know. Like I to know. would, to go back to our community. If there was someone, uh, a bourbon company there that are. was that was heavily giving to a, a to a cause that I that I felt yes. very connected to. A hundred percent. Even though I'm like bourbon, I'm like, well, I'm buying that bourbon. Yeah. No. There's actually you can Google like. Um, I think there's like the top 25 companies that give their alcohol brands that give back. And there's like three or four bourbons that are on the list Two I know Not for shocked. sure are based out of Kentucky. Oh, um, well, looky there. there's a couple of, um, there is a tequila company in California that was started by two guys that does give back. Um, and then there's a couple of vodkas that give back. So, it's being done. It's mm-hmm. not like this is a, oh, you just don't give back in this community. That's bullshit. No, you can find a way to give back. And I, I think it's cool that, you know, we have them here in Kentucky. I'm like, this is great. Because we're a poor state. But also, the bourbon areas are more likely to be poor. I mean, poor-ish. Just in more no, like rural areas? Rural areas, areas. Okay. yeah. And, and okay. just might not have the financial benefits that more urbanized areas do. Maybe. Um, <laughs> You're like, I don't agree with that. I'm like, well, it, interesting. Cause I mean, I look at Bardstown, Kentucky and then there's a lot, there's a lot of old money. There's a lot of money. You know, I've never there. been, you've never been to Bardstown. No. Yeah. I wait, mean, wait, it's wait. not like a booming metropolis. Is that where the craft things are? I don't know. I don't think I've ever been there. Okay. Um, lived here all my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's the bourbon tours. Like, <laughs> a lot well, of I've only taken like two or three bourbon tours, but they weren't in Bardstown. You no, remember? one was in Lexington, okay. one was here, and then I forget where the other one was. No, I don't okay. think so. Yeah. I mean, again, there's, they have money. They're just, again, some people are more quiet with it. Some people like to big, big build houses or distilleries. Just, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you let us know what you guys think. Yes. Um, okay. So we're going to be moving into a little this is a much heavier topic than what we've been talking about, but the disclaimer that we talked about before with the physical and emotional abuse, this is the, this is the segment that we're going to be coming to. Um, we're going to be talking about Shia LaBeouf and FKA twigs. And if you're not familiar with this story, um, there, we're going to link this in our show notes, but there's a, an article in L.com that is the FKA twigs. Um, article that she details everything in the relationship and um, she's in or she was in a very abusive physically and emotionally relationship with Shia LaBeouf and apparently this is not the first relationship that he has been linked to having abuse Um, his ex-wife and several past ex-girlfriends have also claimed that this is a very volatile man that creates very volatile and hostile Mm -hmm. relationships so uh, if you haven't read it, I would, you know, go ahead and press pause and check out L.com's article because you'll be it, it's pretty lengthy, but it's worth the read um, because there are definitely the, the timelines and the allegations that Twigs is using against LaBeouf. I think are, it's pretty important, but I'm just going to give you a quick summary of the article. Um, if you don't know who FKA Twigs is, she is an English songwriter, um, actress, dancer. She kind of is like that triple threat. She does a lot of things. And in 2018, um, she was um, hired by LaBeouf to be in a movie that he was directing and also starring in. Golden Boy. The Golden Boy. Yes. Which is a direct narrative of his life or a part of his life. Yes. Yes. Um, so in the beginning, he showers her with love and affection and like all these, like she calls it a love bomb. Like it would just explode with like flowers and gifts and to the point where she mentions she was in London and he scaled a fence over her yard to leave flowers on her doorstep. And at the time she was like, oh, you know, that's really sweet. But she was also like, dude, that's kind of fucked up. Like that the gate is there to kind of just be like, don't, you know, like, I don't want anybody here. But he didn't see that as a boundary and was like, no, it's okay because I am leaving you all these grand gifts. Um, and th- they, you know, they the courtship in the beginning, she said, was great. Like the first couple months, 
beautiful, great relationship. Like she felt very loved, very supported. And then everything just kind of flipped. And um, he starts gaslighting and manipulates her into a relationship. And it turns into just a, a physically abusive, tumultuous, is that right? I got it. Okay, thanks. I don't want to garble my words. Um, but the it just turns to be a, a very hostile relationship. I mean, he strangles her. He uh, bruises her body. He verbally assaults her. Um, and there's a couple he of accounts. Holds, like different conditions on their relationship yes. as well, which is highly manipulative. And yeah, basically it, it drives massive amounts of insecurity. Yes. So one of the things that he talks about um, or that she talks about is that he had a, a quota. Like he had to be touched or confirmed 10 to 20 times a day of like, hey, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, touching, rubbing an arm or giving him a kiss or hugging him. Like, and if the quota or the, the, the quota wasn't met, he would yell. Shame. Shame. Belittle. And belittle and just berate this poor woman. And she's like, oh my God. I mean, she accounts of like, there was this one time where it was like eight o'clock at night and she's like, oh my God. I haven't, I haven't met the quota. And she was like flipping out. Like, am I going to meet the quota? Is he going to get really pissed off about this? Like what's going to happen? Um, and so it's just like the demands were just over the, over the top. Um, and there was an account where he woke her up at 4 AM and yelled at her and, um, said that, you know, she, he was like, I can feel that you're masturbating next to me. You are a vile, disgusting woman. How could you do that? Um, and then like another account, like he makes her get naked and sleep naked, no, no matter the temperature of the room. Um, and then he would compare her to his ex-wife. And I mean, just oh like, gosh. Humili- com- exactly. Just humiliating. like, yes, dehumanizing this poor woman. Um, and then he forces her to watch true crime documentaries late at night in which the women are physically like dismantled and brutally murdered. Gross. Right. I mean, I love to watch that stuff, but like I no, I love true crime and I love to figure out mysteries and yeah. you know, I'm not saying there's nothing against if you like watching that stuff. Right, 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 right. But yes. if you're forcing somebody and they don't want you to especially in an abusive relationship. I mean, forcing anybody to do anything is not right, but like making them watch women getting, you know, murdered and brutally beaten, like that's not right. And when you're in these abusive kind of circumstances, um, it's very hard to turn away or turn off the oblig- the feeling of obligation. Like you yes. feel like you're like, I have to do this because I don't want X, Y, Z to happen. And it's not like she might not have been really scared about getting like hit in the eye or thrown down a flight of stairs. She's like, I don't want to have a fight. I don't want to. So you're protecting like the next day. Yes. So she's living in that moment. She's like, I'm going to watch this now. So I don't have to deal with it then. And then the next morning she's like, I'm going to offer him all these affirmations now. So I don't have to hear about it at eight. Yes. It's a continuous cycle. Right. And then that's all you, that consumes your life. Yeah. So the, there was a breaking point for her where they were um, at a hotel and they leave the hotel and it's kind of late at night and they stop at, or he's like speeding down the road and she's feeling really unsafe. They're going like 80 miles an hour and she's contemplating. She's like, do I just throw myself out the window or like out the door? Um, and she's visualizing like, okay, if he slams on the brake and we is the airbag going to come out? Like, do I put my sternum into this or do I put my legs up? Like she's physically trying to prepare herself because he's being so manic on the road. Mm -hmm. She's like, this is it. This is, this is how it's going to go down. Um, He ends up taking her to a gas station and drags her out of the car, proceeds to strangle her in public. There are three men watching and they don't do a thing. They don't, they don't cop. They don't call the cops. They don't try to help. They just see this, and that's like her moment. She's like, "I'm not getting out of this. Like, this is it. Like, nobody, nobody's going to help me." Um, th- that was the most for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, that was that was not that all of it leading up was not extremely traumatizing. Yeah, but that where you already feel like you don't matter. Yes, and you're just there for the other person. Mm-hmm. And then this happens, right? Yeah, and, you know that if that I don't know. That's there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. There's there. a lot to unpack there. Yeah. So she um, calls 
a hotline, uh, a domestic abuse hotline, and proceeds to get help from a volunteer um, from this organization. And that is how she is able to create a plan to leave and to get out. So um, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Just recently, she sat down with Gail King um, on the CBS This Morning TV show and she did an interview and it was a great interview. Great. Uh, Loved it. We're going to link that to highly recommend, um, you know, playing that. And she details, you know, a lot to Gail, like what happens. And she recalls like a lot of the red flags. And I think every, I think a lot of us can always look back, you know, hindsight and you're like, gosh, I really should have seen that coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And Gail asked her a question and Gail asks, why didn't you leave? And this is Twix reply. We have to stop asking that question. I know you're asking out of love, but I'm going to make a stance and I am not going to answer that question anymore. The question should really be to the abuser. Why are you holding someone hostage with abuse? It can't have been that bad or else you would have left. No, it's because it was that bad that I couldn't leave. Right. Um, And abuse can show up in many different ways, like uh, manipulation and gaslighting. Yes. Are huge factors and and this did get very physical she this yeah. is not the only account the one that you just described of her getting pulled out at the gas station or the erratic driving there was more yes she goes yeah. into great depth and i this is not the last that she's going to release i'm sure that she'll probably write sing produce something to mm-hmm. really shed some light on a deeper this deep issue um but what i've really loved so far of this is that she's giving tangible say like this is what gaslighting is yes this is what the manipulation is mm-hmm. i'm going to show you an example and basically showing a mirror yeah <laughs> to people being like and then so much validation is offered there um i really appreciate it in the interview where she's like gaslighting is basically diminishing someone else's narrative so your feelings matter more exactly We've all encountered that. And this doesn't have to be in a romantic relationship. This can happen with friendships. This can happen in work relationships, in the hierarchy of like however your work dynamic is. So don't think that abuse just starts and stops in a physical, like in a a romantic Mm -hmm. relationship because it doesn't. I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot of passion there. So sometimes it can be very magnified and and it probably shows up more. I think a lot of people will like, dismiss the passion as like, well, I'm just so passionate about that. This is why I care so much. Right. That's no, like listening to each other, putting boundaries in place so that you can love yourself and someone else. Like that is why Mm -hmm. it's so important that you understand that you matter in every relationship that you're in. Mm -hmm. It's not just about you, but you matter in every relationship that you are in. Yes. As well as when it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. I know everyone says that, and, but really, if, if you're like, if you have the first instinct to be like, nope, I don't like that, mm-hmm. say it. Right. Or just at least be like, why do I feel like that? Is this wrong? Or, you know, and address it. She's doing a lot of good here. I'm really yes. happy with, I, I'm, I'm sad that she had to go through this. And I I'm sad too. for uh, any yeah. survivor out there that is listening. I I commend you and um, like, yeah. We're going to put the support line on there. Actually, can you speak yeah, to the support line? I absolutely. think this is very interesting. Yeah, so the hotline for domestic violence is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. We'll link that in the show notes if you ever need it. But also something I thought was really cool, when you go to the website, the website actually gives you some really great direction as to like if you were in a situation where you're like, somebody might be looking over my shoulder. It's gives you a button that you can press to kind of backdoor that but it also tells you like if you click past this point you cannot erase this from your history so Mm -hmm. just know that if you're in a situation where somebody could be checking your history be mindful that once you click a certain point that it will be traceable like but they 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 kind of give you an out of like click here and this this will help so uh, again very poignant for somebody who really does need wow. to be you know um if someone's that fearful. to be safe mm-hmm. yeah and and to to kind of have that like autonomy of like okay how do i how do i do this on my own how do i how do i navigate this so if you are looking for help please please eat that um i'm gonna read a little bit about what shia labeouf has released okay yes because this kind of goes into what we we're just talking about um along the lines of gaslighting and manipulation 
Shia LaBeouf has released a statement, although he denies any of the allegations in the lawsuit that has been placed against him, I owe these women the opportunity to air their statements public, publicly and accept accountability for the things that I have done. As someone in recovery, I have to face almost daily reminders of the things I did and say when I was drinking. It has also, it has also been easy for me to it has always been easy for me to accept responsibility when my behavior reflects poorly on myself, but it is much harder to accept and acknowledge that I may have caused great pain to others. I can't rewrite history. I can only accept it and work to do better in the future. I write this as a sober member of a 12 step program that I am therapy for and I have had many, many failings. Um, I am not cured of my PTSD and alcoholism. I'm committed to doing what I need to do to recover, and I will forever be sorry to the people that I have harmed along the way. He has checked himself in a treatment facility. It is undisclosed uh, how long he will be receiving his treatment, and he has been dropped from all management companies that he was um, in contract with since this has since been since. Re- yeah. released. I think his management company just dropped him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. My thoughts, Mm -hmm. I was not a victim of his abuse, so I cannot say if this is an appropriate apology whatsoever. But, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, I feel if I were the victim, it would be only placing half the blame or half of, I think that you should assume almost all. I don't mean that maybe, maybe 9999.9999%. Um, I don't think that this is the best I think that it basically just lays out because he was struggling that that was okay right and I want to put this out as we address this with the Justin Timberlake it's like well at least he said something we shouldn't be an at least society anymore we right. and I'm gonna I think we should continue to talk about that this yeah. is not an at least what else are you doing yeah you're in recovery great you're talking to therapists great Hope you don't do this again. Great. But, but your damage has been done and you need to take accountability, full accountability for what you have done. Yeah. 100%. And I, th- I think this merits a, a full podcast about the at least culture that, at that least. we live yeah. that we live in. Um, but I, I even think in that, that apology has so much manipulation in it. It does because I'm, I'm blaming this on my, like I, if it wasn't for the drugs and alcohol, I wouldn't be this way. Mm-hmm. You, you He's have to blame take it pers- on his past, right? Not taking accountability, accountability for it, or even approaching the accountability of the future. And that speaks volumes to what we should be willing to accept. Right. Is, I, if, is, yeah. is this what we're willing to accept? I, I would like to <laughs> campaign that we just stop accepting the bare minimum. Right. We, I think that we have been bred to do that, but yes. I think now, mm-hmm. like we said a, good, a minute ago, maybe instead of being the at least culture, maybe we're the accountability culture. You can show up. We're going to hold you accountable now. Like it's, yeah. there's tons of information. Everything's on video. Mm-hmm. Everything's screenshotted. Everything. Right. And you know, these women are speaking out because like we're tired of this and yeah. they don't want this happening. And they should. Else. Exactly. You you should. I, I applaud anyone who's willing to one relive this because I'm sure that you relive it in private all the time. Oh my I'm gosh. sure it does not live rent free in your brain or mm-hmm. in your heart, in your soul. I mean, we, we know this like trauma physically takes a piece of your body. I mean, it, it gets stored in your body. So you are literally giving up your body for someone else's actions and that's that's not okay yeah it's, you know and, and again there's no shame to anybody in this victim's place because we can only imagine whatever it is in the position that you're in that you feel like this this is it mm-hmm. like whatever it is for you like i i commend you for going as far as you can go that we we have to just stop putting the bare minimum as like that's where we're going to set the bar yeah so we hope that he does get the accurate amount of recovery or uh, treatment mm-hmm. and uh, he sticks with it and hopefully that he's rectifying as much as he can on his end with the people that he has abused and so they yeah. can release some a minor part of their trauma yeah. and uh, everyone can move forward in a more positive way. I'm really hoping that the survivors of these 
horrible acts are are the ones that we can celebrate and say thank you for sharing your story yeah because these horrific acts if they're coming out by the many yeah okay yes the harvey weinstein definitely started off that was almost six years ago i think five six years ago long time yeah it's been a long time but now that we're, I mean, the Army Hammers, the Marilyn Manson, which we're not shocked by. I mean, that's not yeah. groundbreaking information, but it's not okay. So these women are coming out. They're like, listen, like we're getting massively yeah. abused. Right. So this is not okay, guys. Yeah. And uh, so keep coming out. Yeah. And and everyone will keep cheerleading you. Yes, so. exactly. Um, well, in, in other news, we have, <laughs> I'm not even really sure this is going to brighten anybody's day either, but we'll end on a positive note. Okay, you got one? I don't have a positive note on this piece of well, paper right this, now. Okay, we'll, we'll find one. We'll, we'll find one. I mean, okay, Tiger Woods, if you are not sure what's happening with him, um, Tuesday was in a horrific car accident. Single, he was the only person in the car and there was no other car involved, so we're not sure what happened yeah. yet. Uh, but it was shortly after 7 a.m., crashed his car Tuesday morning, um, and... He lost the control of his car, he crossed over two lanes, hitting a curb, hitting a tree, and then rolling his car over an embankment. And if you've seen pictures of this car, it is mangled. I mean, they had to pull him out with the jaws of life. He has broken several leg bones. Um, he had to have <laughs> a an, a rod oh um, instilled in his leg. Um, I mean, he is he's oh in bad shape, oh like gosh. really bad. I mean, he's lucky to be alive. The officers on the scene were like, we have seen people die with much less than the the car you know and they were like they attribute you know to wearing your seatbelt as like that's truly it, not was he why wearing, he was yes was he wearing why he was saved um but he i mean and we, you said it happened at 7 a.m right 7 a.m mm-hmm. and again we don't i haven't heard and we're recording this on a thursday morning so i haven't heard yet this morning um if there's any more information to share on this story but um this isn't the first time that he's been in hot water behind a wheel um he's had some discretions in the past. I'm not a fan. I mean, I think in the world of golf, you can't deny that he's not a really great golfer. Yeah. Um, I'm after what he did to his wife. I am not a fan. I've never forgiven him for that. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I feel like what she had to endure based upon his activities was just heartbreaking for her and for his kids. And I just like, I have a hard time just giving him a second chance on that. I know a lot right. of people have, have said, Nope, he gets past he's whatever but i i just can't get past it i'm like I, and again i i don't wish ill well on on anybody you know i really do wish him well and that he does have a speedy recovery um yeah i'm just curious at this day and age why is he still driving doesn't he have enough money to hire a car company like i, I mean maybe the, again i don't know where he's when going you're that where rich you or you know you're in the public eye, you're that rich. You have this, this many people around you. Maybe that's your only private time is when Maybe, you're driving. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. The, you know, if you go back to, I kind of see him as Britney Spears of the sports world. I think some stuff's going to come out. He was groomed from a very young age. I don't know the trauma. Maybe he has gone through some trauma. Don't agree with the trauma that you, your trauma should never lead to someone else's trauma. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold him accountable. I'm, I don't agree with what happened in his past either. Or what um, he did to his ex-wife. Yes, that's great. You know, whatever. That's him and his wife to take up. But I think, and I, I don't. I'm kind of indifferent about him. I'm like, I'm, you're just Mm -hmm. there. You did great things for the sport, probably. I mean, I think you brought a lot of things to light. But I think, I think we're gonna have a little bit of an unraveling here. I think he needs to come out a little bit more. Stop, like if. Or maybe you know what you don't have to. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> no, you don't have to say anything if you don't want to. But I yeah. think it would. I would appreciate it just because of as a person. I'm like, tell me more about your life, man. Right. I think you would have more supporters and just saying like, oh man, you've been through some stuff. Not right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do mm-hmm. some wrong to your wife, but man, yeah. But he could be because I mean, think about what he went through as a child. Yeah, I um, mean, I, again, I don't know a ton about his backstory. Um, I mean, I know he was a child prodigy and his father pushed him really hard i mean yeah, maybe that played it, it into it. i don't know yeah. i don't know just we just you know we wish him well wish him well we'll see what we'll keep you updated posted. yeah we'll keep you updated on all these we've got a lot of notes today i was very impressed with your note taking ability thank you i was very excited yesterday i was doing a lot of work you were you were yeah on a positive note oh yes our snow melted oh it did and it was like 60 degrees yesterday oh my gosh it's great. We went for a little family walk 
uh, and we had to wait. We had to wait our turn to get on the sidewalk because there were so many people out and they had like all the dogs. So we're like, well, we can't just walk behind the same couple like the whole time because Georgie would <laughs> be going nuts over, <laughs> you know, trying to chase the dogs. So I was like, we'll just wait our turn. We're like, whoop, doop, doop. Just waiting in front of our house. We're like, it's our turn to get on. Nope, not yet. Okay, got it. <laughs> You're waiting, waiting for your Uber in your own neighborhood. <laughs> like, oh, well, yeah, okay. just, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I'm very excited for spring. I'm ready. Yeah, me too. I'm I mean, I know we always ready. say this because there's always like a warm rush at the end of February. And then I usually feel like around Wyatt's birthday, we either get snow or it gets like cold again. Yeah. I mean, it's snowed two it's, days after his birthday uh, last year. Yeah. No, because last year was quarantine. But we, did, were, we were in oh, lockdown. Oh, the year before that? It was, yeah, it was a couple. It was a year before. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's about it. And then it was 60 degrees. So I was yeah. like, oh, well, that's about it. I know. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure this will not stick around. No. But it makes me like want to, you know, buy a bikini. Well, you know, I do get really excited because it stays like we're, we won't have another sunset before 6.30 until November. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Coming in with that yeah, you, I will. You know I love a long day. And we live in Kentucky, and we are so lucky because we are the furthest city to the next, closest to, like, to the next time zone. So we get daylight here a long time. So we're on the eastern um, time zone. But we yeah. kind of get the same light as like the central time zone, which I love. People are always shocked that we're like, like not in central. I know. Like, no, we're in Eastern. Like Eastern. Like, we're, we're cool. We're, yeah. Um, <laughs> Babo too. I was like my family back east in North Carolina is always like, why is it still light at 10 o'clock at night in the summertime? I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> like, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? They're like, no, weirdo. It's It should be dark at like 8 o'clock. I'm like, oh, no. I don't know. It's still light. Know. Yeah. There are some nights in I the mean, summer it's like 10 p.m and yeah. it's like ding. just yeah you're just like you're just seeing that sun just starting to mm. starting to fade i'm like i, I like that yeah, me too <laughs> uh i will say that there's a big upheaval within the gen z and millennial Ooh, world as know, the right? wardrobe comes to <laughs> comes like switching around this skinny jeans are under attack oh man the, the side, side part is under the attack the laughing emoji is under attack right. i can't uh, listen I love a good trend. I will embrace it. Try to figure out how it fits mm-hmm. my body. Won't see it'll stick around in my world. Right. I love a middle part and a side part. I've always done both. Yeah. Uh, there's never a time I haven't I done both in my life. Sometimes I can't do a middle part because I have too many grays poking through and they're like sprigs. I look like um, Einstein. Just like uh, bing, 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 I'm like, sometimes the side part helps to keep those like covered and down. Like also. Those grays are wiry. They are very wiry. And I'm like, how I would be happy to let you grow in if you could just behave. Okay? Like, mm-hmm. I need to trust you that you're going to grow in and not, like, stick out straight out of my head. Mm-mm. But There's right no now, trust. I can't trust you. There's no trust. Can't trust you. But, I mean, I can't get rid of the laughing emoji. Like, no. that alone, I feel like you're attacking me. Uh, right. I feel under attack. That's rude. Yeah. What, what are you, what are you non-emoji laughing emoji people using they're using the eye like just the one eye not the two eyes okay just the one that eyeball thing is creepy with the lips okay. then the eye i don't know what that means yet i haven't googled it, it. we're old that's what that yeah. means and you know what fuck it i don't care there's like new lingo out there like yeet and um some other things I don't even know. Like, don't you bring that yeet in here? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I, I cannot with it. I'm like, Ugh. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm it. happy. Like, I like my skinny jeans. So, I do, but I, I do. I'm a '90s kid. I, this is where I land with it. Yeah. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to embrace. It. I never. Yeah. My mom never let me do like the baggy jeans and stuff like that. Yeah. She's like, no, you're not doing that. Like the skater look. I always wanted to embrace my inner skater. So I feel like I, I am living. <laughs> Like middle school it. and high school Brittany right now I'm like yes this is awesome so yeah. really seriously I don't mm-hmm. mind it I've, yeah. I've really embraced it and it's great yeah but I, there's gonna be a time yeah and I'm not gonna be I'm gonna be over like, it like okay no I, I get you but, but there are some days where the, the skinny jeans just fit and look better oh my god than the the trendy mom jean thing I mean sometimes those I'm like some days they look great and other days I'm like this is not today not, not today, today Shannon not today and let me just tell you, mm-hmm. if they go back to low rise jeans, I'm out. I know. Because it's not just because of, I've had three babies, get it, I don't care. But it just feels better. I, 
right? Tell me that. Tell me that that was comfortable. It no. wasn't. You got your thong hanging out in the back. You can't sit down in a chair without putting something back there, whether it's your purse or tying something <laughs> around your waist, just so you weren't playing plumber crack with your neighbor. It's like fuck this. It was awful. Yeah, no. And honestly, I like the pants of my belly button. Me too. I do. Tell me in the seventies that wasn't working for, for everyone, right? And probably in the eighties. I don't even know. That's when the mom jeans came about, right? Yeah. I don't like it because I felt like the low rise was basically over sexualizing and it just was like here you have to look a certain way to wear these and so we yeah. can get into that when we uh, attack yeah. the, the 90s we're attacking yeah. the 90s and the early 2000s <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm loving the I'm loving the trends I'll yeah. do it for a hot minute but I'm not throwing away my skinny jeans fuck that fuck that don't tell me what to do generation that eats Tide Pods <laughs> you don't get a say right I was like, I've had, you know what? No. I've made my money. I'll spend my money where I want to. Right. Thank you very much. Well, friends, thank you very much for listening. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, Brittany, what can they do? Give us five stars. Woohoo. And leave hey. a nice review. A nice one. If you don't have a nice thing to say, please send us a DM. Yeah. <laughs> Constructive criticism. Right. We're always open for it. Always have a big thumbs up. But try to leave those five stars. Mm-hmm. Follow us on the IGs. We love it. At Crazies in Life. You can follow us on Facebook, but I don't even know if Facebook's still alive anymore. I really yeah, I <laughs> love Facebook. I, really I do. Now that there's not election bullshit going on, oh, it's, I know, nice, right? it's I nice know. over there now. But we're on it. And we're on it. Yeah. I, you know, we post every once in a while. Every now and again. Yeah. We go over there. Say hey. <laughs> we wave. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we're like a drive-by. <laughs> hey. You good? You good? good. All right. Okay. See you later. Yeah. See you later. See you later. Cool. And don't even uh, look for us on Twitter because we haven't posted anything. But we're there. We have an account. <laughs> we're just, they're, we're, they're going to pull it. They're going to be like, you guys, <laughs> you're inactive. You got to go. Should or get off the pot. Yeah. We're going to get off the pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, follow us on the, you know, Instagram. That's where life happens. And um, okay, we'll see you there. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.